The CEO returns from his business trip. I experienced Eagle Farm, the Gabba, Suncorp Stadium and the Matildas in a captivating weekend for sport. The EPL is back and in a big way with Newcastle looking the real deal to start the season and the AFL, well, that's been upset galore so far with two rounds remaining. It'll be interesting to see who who's going to play finals. NRL, the top four looks solidified with those teams having defining wins over the last weekend. But the biggest winner of them all has been our main man, Shed, back into the HQ headquarters. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, boys. Thanks for paying for the flight back. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had the money to pay for that. <laughs> but first of all, how was it, mate? Give give the listeners an input. They've been in the DMs every week saying, where's Shed? Where's Shed? Um, and I think that was just Hicksie saying that. Uh, it's good to have you back. Uh, thanks, boys. It's been uh, really good. Uh, sort of got to experience the English and European culture of sport. Um it's pretty next level over there. I can tell you that for free. They, um, everyone has got a large investment in the EPL and cricket, as we all seen through the ashes, went to another level nearly, didn't it? So um, I was definitely copying a little bit of stick there on the back end of the ashes, but it was well and truly a rebound because I was absolutely giving it out after the first two tests. So <laughs> no, it was all fun and it's um, yeah, been a great experience, but it's good to be back. How, how was that over there with the ashes though, like you were touching on just before? Touch on back That's this right. week again how was it in terms of like was Piers has Piers Morgan gone on his rant at that stage were you over there then yeah I only heard about Piers Morgan from like Aussie people like no one gives a shit about Piers Morgan over there like everyone thinks he's a fucking knobhead yeah right so like honestly he's not on anything over there like unless you watch a morning show yeah type things like how many times do you hear about Carl Stefanovic like yeah you know unless you're watching your show none That's so, great input no it was really it was really really good so but they're very very invested, like when it comes to England being on the shirt of something over there, they're very patriotic and things like that. Uh, so when the Ashes was on, and obviously they're underdogs, so they sort of rallied around them. Sort of similar to probably what the Matildas are experiencing at the moment. Like they're not expected to win the thing, but when they get on a run, they get on a run, and people are getting behind them. So there, they got on a bit of a run there. So it was a bit of a panic stations there, but thank God it rained. And then yep. it rained and rained and rained. That's the thing. If you hold the ashes, it doesn't matter. Exactly right. Correct. Hicks, he's back as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Um, yeah, my life's not as exciting as you and Shed's. Obviously, your business trip and uh, Euro summer there for Shed. But, yeah, just keeping it local here and keeping the fort, yeah, holding the fort down for us. Yeah, you were doing the nine to fives while I was away, I'll tell you. <laughs> but it was like 28 degrees every day I was there. Couldn't have got better. No wind and you're on the river as well. Yeah, so it was a pretty quiet trip in the end. Didn't get up to too much. Just mm. like I said to you boys off air as well, it was unbelievable. It's a great track there. I really, really, really enjoyed that part of it. And then obviously going to the Gabba, uh, me and Sheb were just talking off air about how um, jam-packed it is in there and that was a good game for Brisbane Adelaide. And then Matilda's like we talked about. It was nearly like a where were you sort of moment. Mm. Um, and I don't think that sort of happened in women's sport as far as I can remember. Obviously, women's sport is rising and it's great to watch, but I reckon there was like that moment where everyone was like sending Snapchats through and it was all over socials when it happened and it was just the finish that it had as well. Did you boys get to watch it? Yeah, um, we had a function on at our footy club and we're all standing around the TV, not really paying attention to the function, but yeah, going off our heads when the um, penalty shootout was going on. I think because it was so drawn out towards the end as well, it was just like, oh, if you tuned in for it, and I was like, this is still going on. Yeah. And it kept going. Did well, you, you get to watch it? Yeah, I turned it on sort of uh, 60 minutes gone type thing. I was sort of, it was literally, what was it, Friday, Friday no, Saturday, Saturday night? Saturday yeah. night, yeah. I'll be, my uh, clock is all over the shop. So, yeah. yeah, I turned it on with a little bit to go and got, got a little bit excited in there, but I just love how there's absolutely no highlights from the game itself. It's just yeah, all yeah. penalty shootout highlights. Yeah. So that, that said a little bit about the game itself, but it was definitely there's been some exciting, um, exciting football getting played or soccer. I'm having to switch that switch that terminology back <laughs> over. But hey, no, you're a true um, pommy now, mate. You can do that. <laughs> I'm happy with it. What else has been happening in terms of the world of sport before we go to a break? Is there anything else I missed in there that it should be should have been in there? Uh, Cam Smith, um, he won another live event. Um, and they won by his team won by eleven shots as well, so they smoked it, and he won by seven shots. So um, he's killing it at the moment. I'm not sure what he is in the world, but he rakes in a cool seven million for that, which is very nice. Mm. Very nice to be able to just hit a ball around and get seven million. But and we're um, paying green fees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I paid my green fees. Did, you, oh, did you see the um, 
Did I, I seen one highlight from the whole thing. Yeah. And it, there was a driver off the footpath. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> he smoked that? it. No. Oh, my God. Was it like, Cam Smith that hit it? Yeah. I've got no idea, like, because I thought you usually get relief off things like that. But anyway, this ball was literally on the middle of this bitumen footpath, like on this hill, and he just gets the driver out, laces it. Clean. <laughs> driver. There'd be no scratches on the bottom of that oh. driver either. He'd hit it that clean. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. All right, we're going to go to a break and then we'll get into the rest of the sports after this. So you might have heard, boys, that we've got a new podcast out called From the Spot. Not sure who's listened yet, but yep. all over it. All over it. But, yes, that will be dropping on Friday, hopefully, as well, which will get into the games coming up for this week. But for now, me and Shed are going to get into the results that have happened, a bit of a review. Obviously, we spoke about the off-season on From the Spot, so I'll leave it at that. Go check it out if you want to listen to that. But, um, Shed, you've been over there, mate. You've experienced it. Um, how, how are you feeling about this season, for starters? And your boys aren't going to be there to compete. Yes, the uh, EPL chat is quite relevant to the Leeds boys. We um Absolutely fucking bottled it in some terms. But um, I thought that there's a few times there last year I thought, all right, we're home now. All we've got to do, literally, the, I think the equation was there's six games to go. We had about three easy ones and then two impossible ones and then a maybe one. And we all, did, all we needed was four points. So we win and a draw and we were, we were home. And we <laughs> like lost five and draw one. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely horrific. But no, Leeds... Leeds are in the championship now, and, and it's going even more downhill. But that's that might be for the on the spot podcast where they start talking about the championship when they bring it in. Really test the boys' knowledge out there. Let's just see if they're not just you know big six watch big six watches that are really test the in depth knowledge. Yeah, um, the old Cody Vince. So it's what? Nah, he's definitely not. I'm just taking the piss out of him. But yeah, the championship over there. Um, and I, I only went over for a month, but obviously you were there a lot longer. But the championship actually has a massive following as well in mm. comparison. Or it's not like AFL, VFL over here. It's like it's a genuinely big following. Yeah. Well, like no one can deny that the EPL is good to watch. There's top-level players, top-level in the world. The standard sort of drops off a lot more in that league. Like when your bottom comes up against the top, it's a bit of a rub. Like they just drum them a little bit. But they say the championship is the hardest league in the world, like the hardest in England to get out of. Because yeah. there's 38 games in the Premier League, but there's 46 games, two extra teams as well, um, and they're just like the plus your cup games, plus your, um, or plus those extra games on top of that, and, and everyone's that, around the same level. And that's right. Like literally last year, I think it was Luton at halfway with tenth or something like that, and then they've come on a massive run, get into the playoffs, and then as we know from playoff football and finals football. Anything can happen from there, and now they're playing in the Premier League. So it's a crazy, crazy, crazy league, and um, at the back end of the year, it gets really, really exciting. So, um, But anyway, the EPL is what we're going to talk about. So going to run through a few results first. Yep, run through a few results, mate, and uh, give us your take as we go along. All righty. So we started off with Burnley and Man City, and Burnley at Turf Moor there has been a Pretty impossible challenge for championship sides, but as we've just talked about, Man City's probably a different kettle of fish there. <laughs> just, got, just a touch. <laughs> got a little 3-0 uh, drumming. But um, I think Burnley, I think, trotted out the youngest side on average in the Premier League in the last 10 years, something like that. I think average age of 23. So that was really, really, really good to see. Um, but they do have it all ahead of them. Um, Arsenal and Forrest played out 2-1 there to Arsenal which I think Forrest only snuck in a late one there, but um, just got the job done. On to Sunday for our time. Brentford and Spurs had a tie or a draw, they call that. Sorry, <laughs> that's awful, awful language. <laughs> yeah, uh, All in the first half, those goals as well. So. Yeah, they were. I watched that live and uh, I spoke about it again off air. I should stop saying that. <laughs> People are like, just talk about what's on here now. Uh, but yeah, there was there were stages there. I'm like Tottenham are going to be lucky to be top ten this year. I think the, the way that they played, obviously they still got Sun there, but they were just leaking. They were just leaking runs like it was no tomorrow. Mm. Um, Newcastle and Aston Villa, a bit of a similar similar bit of a look there. I actually with the jet lag, I've been getting up a lot early, and I did watch this one as well at four thirty in the morning uh, while I was having me brekkie. 
Uh, Newcastle absolutely turned the Jets on them in the second half there, and Aston Villa looked woeful in the back. Like, you could drive a semi-trailer through their back four. Um, but Isak got off to a hot start, yep. and Harvey Barnes came on in the second half, signing from Leicester City, and two assists, I think. Yeah. Um, Callum Wilson is a jet as well. I said mm. it on the other podcast, and I reckon he will go close to the golden boot. But in saying that, Harlan starts a year with a double, so that doesn't <laughs> help. Uh, but, yeah, no, the two signings, uh, they've gone up, gone pretty well. That, that Italian fellow with, starts with a T, Tortellini or something like that. Yeah, Tortellini or something. Yep. Linguini, anyway, I think, man. He started really well. They've, they've uh, increased the depth. Obviously, they're playing Champions League this year. They needed to do that, and they're looking all right. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, another promoted side, went up against Crystal Palace, who we've all got a big question mark on them, Crystal Palace, but Crystal Palace got the job done. Um, Everton, late loss, 1-0 to Fulham. Didn't watch that one either, but that's not good for Everton. They need to be winning those ones early to get off uh, get off to a good start because their fans can turn on very quick. As we've seen last year, they nearly t- pulled the seats out of the stadium last year when they had Lampard at the start of the year. But um, They have never been relegated ever, and last year they nearly got relegated, and I reckon they're still in that. They were a big six club at mm. one point, like when we were younger, like Timmy Cale was playing there, um, Tim Howard and goals and that, but. They are, they are probably going to get relegated again this year. They're big chance to. They do have a uh, outstanding case of financial fair play investigation against them as well. Still like City, but you know the EPL don't do absolute shit about um, things like that because City are still not punished either. Yeah. So, exactly. Anyway, you might as well just buy everyone you want, Chelsea. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Brighton and Luton, not Lutton. Town went head head, and uh, Brighton got the chocolates there four one. Very easy again. I think the uh, promotion side is going to find it very, very, very difficult this year. All the uh, pundits, Gary Neville and all that, have got them all going straight back down. I love watching them too. Yeah. Gary Neville, Jamie Carrier. They're uh, good. They're elite. They're they're, very, they very are good, good pundits. Mm. And they just love, they like, they mix in a bit of fun, even when they're being serious type thing. Like someone will just have a big rant and have a big serious talk. And then right at the end, they'll be like, yeah, whatever, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Bournemouth and West Ham, probably the most boring game of the weekend. They played a one-all draw. Hixie's flat on that one. Yes. <laughs> so I think either team will probably thought they could have won that to try and get a leg up, but a draw, they'll probably take it. Dylan, two-minute noodles leaving them as well, doesn't know. Mm, that's uh, yeah, instant rice. The rice <laughs> cup is gone, and but they get the Ward Prowse, the free-kick specialist. He's a gun. If they can get it in the front half. Well, they've got him now. Signed, I thought. Oh, it's nearly gone through anyway. And Edson Alvarez. Yes. Yes. Mixies, man. Where's he come from? My boy. Um, no, you come up somewhere, isn't no, He's it? born in Mexico. Argentina, yeah. <laughs> I think. Chelsea and Liverpool, probably the most high-profile game of the weekend. They played out a one-all draw. Did you watch this one, bro? Yeah, I did. I did watch it live. I watched, you know, you can watch the mini. Mm-hmm. On, uh, did you go the nine-minute or the three-minute? Nine-minute. Yeah. No, that's that's highlights. And then you got the mini. Then you got the mini, and then you got the mega mini, which goes for like forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's the one I watched because I didn't watch it live. But I don't know why I'm promoting them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that pass from Salah to Luis Diaz was unbelievably very good. naughty. It was very good, but uh, obviously weren't good enough on the day. Cody's not here to defend himself. We should have won. Hmm. If, um, if Chelsea turn it on in the this year, then you'd be like, oh yeah, we got a we got a draw at Chelsea. It'll be all right, but you know what I mean? Liverpool probably got higher expectations of themselves than that. And then the last game of the weekend, Man United uh, spent their money well, yes, on signings, but also on the referee, and they got a 1-0 win against Wolves. I don't know if you've seen that last-minute highlight of what happened there. but Onana. Onana is actually signed a UFC contract on the back end of it, but uh, he's, come, <laughs> he's come out on a free kick to uh, attack a, a striker for the Wolves on a header. Anyway, the headers have both gone up. He's got the header off. It's gone through for a goal kick, but Onana's come through and absolutely karate the chop out of the fucking striker <laughs> and, like, absolutely whacked him, and the ball was nowhere near it, and they've just gone, oh, yeah, no, nah, that's just a goalkeeper, good goalkeeper play. And then they've, like, haven't even gone to VAR, and the whole team, the referee, the VAR, all that, the fourth official, have all been dropped this week because they're, like, it was a blatant penalty. Like, they apologised to Wolves. Like, and this is, like, 89th minute. So, like, coach got a yellow card, like, went fucking ballistic. Like, deservedly so. Couldn't believe it. Like, that would have been massive for Wolves. Like, they've got a big question mark on them as well. But I did like what I saw from them. But again, Manchester United, a little bit, a little bit all over the shop, but results are result. They got their away and they're uh, 
Three points. It's good start for them. Unbelievable. He just comes back in and he's flying like that. Hicksy got to step up, mate. What have, what have we got this week in the AFL? Bloody hell, yeah. Hopefully we can um, get back to something that I know. Uh, yeah, we jump into the AFL. Um, bit going on, actually, in the AFL. A few retirements. I'm um, not sure if they're retirements or taps on the shoulders. They're all At the end of the day, they're all nearly taps on the shoulders, aren't I they? Think so. Most of them. Moving on for next year. Um, so we've had Isaac Smith. Obviously, um, yeah. Someone, sorry, yeah. I was this is going to be news to me as well. Sorry. I love listening to the podcast live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Mate, we're trying to listen to what he's got to say," and you're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> news to me. <laughs> so yeah, obviously, won Norm Smith last year. Um, Trent Cochin retiring as well, and I think he's going to be part of a new TV show called Talking Finals with um, Joel Selwood and James Brayshaw. So for this finals, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Paddy McCartan, obviously, with all the head knocks that he's had, he's retired, along with Paul Seisman, same thing, concussion. Um, Nick Nat, he hasn't played this year at all, has he? No. no I think he's no. I think he's missed all up like 160 games or something of his career. Ridiculous. But, but he's yeah. played like 200. Yeah, yeah 215, 200. I think it was. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing was he was an All-Australian Ruckman in 2020. So it wasn't that long ago. Mm. There you go. I think I, I read a – snippet of himself saying he's like my biggest thing is my ability to jump is what gives me the edge over everyone yeah he goes and i think with this injury i've lost that so there's no point in me hanging around yeah so i think might have been a bit of a conversation but he at least he's honest with himself that he can probably can't do what he's best at so he needs yeah. to sort of walk away and that's what he was known for his explosive power and his ability to leap and fourth fourth on bowler really when he was in the middle um we also had uh the premiership captain for the rampage Jack Rewalt. <laughs> his biggest achievement. Yeah. <laughs> Not the other flags he's won, but yeah. And um, there was an interesting stat um, about him and his cousin Nick. Uh, Nick Rewalt had 1,000 more marks but kicked 70 less goals than Jack. So Jack got him by 70 goals, which is pretty Fair. amazing. Richard Mids can't kick. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like Nick Rewalt played further up the ground there, which yeah. answers the question of the marks and the goals. But who, who do you pick? At the end of the day, out of those two. And it's great career by Jack Rewart as well, yeah. I mean to say. I'd go probably Nick. Yeah. yeah. I think I've had this um, topic up a few times just on a few frothies. But, like, I think Nick Rewart's top three all-time centre-half forwards. Yeah. Like him, Duck, and Lance Franklin. Jonathan Brown? Oh, he, oh. I don't know. Pavlich? But anyway, no, Pav's more full forward. Yeah. Like, Pav's done a little bit of everything. Yeah. But then I wouldn't put Jack Rewart in the top three all-time full forwards. That's true, yeah. So if that obviously were, there's more full forwards and our forwards, I'll give him that. But If it was lunchtime and you were having a game of footy and there was both of them left, who would you choose first? Yeah, I'll go Nick then. But if you want Jack Rewalt, 50 times he's kicked the first goal since 20, uh, 2008. So this weekend, first goal on Jack Rewalt. Nice. Is that the lock for this week? <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll, we'll have to listen to find out. <laughs> I love it. Um, do you want to go into last week's games and we'll touch on them quickly and then uh, look forward to this week's games? Yep, we can absolutely touch on them. Beautiful. So we'll just uh, jump back in the time machine and what a game it was on Friday night. Collingwood back after two terrible weeks. This is what I call game of footy when I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four points, I thought it was. That's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was It was a great game. I didn't get to catch too much of it, um, but run me through it. Who was the... Who, who were the standout players? Because Collingwood needed that win and they got it done. Um, yeah, well, obviously Josh Dacos um, had 38 touches and he's been enormous this year and probably a lock for if they pick people on the wing in the Australian, he'll probably uh, lock down the Australian spot there. Um, Brazy Maynard was strong down back as well. Uh, but Jeremy Cameron, seven goals, four. Pretty amazing, even though two of them were out of bounds. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did say they reviewed it and I've seen they reviewed it. I've seen the still shot of it. Yeah, the, the second one especially, he was standing outside. Him and Brad Close were standing outside the boundary line and Jeremy, uh, Brad Close handballed the ball to Jeremy who was standing outside the boundary. Yeah, and then he the ran back inside and kicked He wasn't goal. even on the grass. He was on the Astro turf. Yeah, he? <laughs> he was. He getting a pie and chips at the canteen. That's how far it was. But um, he's, he's an unreal player when he's up and about. One of the best players in the game. Seven obviously. goals, four. Seven, four. Yeah, that is naughty, isn't it? Not, we're starting to loss. see big. We're starting to see big goal kicks again. Like Larky's been doing it. Um, Charlie Kerno's been doing yeah. it. Tex has been doing it. It's good to see. I like it. Pretty good. Uh, the next game we had was uh, 
North and Essendon, bro, if you want to take a serious one. If that isn't a premiership winning performance, I don't know what is. <laughs> that is guts and determination. It'll be favourite for the flags in 1943. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, look. Two weeks in a row, we've got the job done. Um, as much as I've been sort of bagging out Essendon that, if, if you sort of look at it, there's been some upsets over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, oh, yeah. as we get into later on, the Bulldogs losing to Hawthorne and whatnot. So there is definitely upsets out there. So at least we, we've got the job done. We've got the wins. Winning's a habit. It is. Did you watch this, this game? The North one? Yeah. No, I travelled up to Berrigan of all places. In a jet-lagged state. Had a bit of a look at Corker. Yeah. Was that... Worth watching? Um, I was all right. It was, no joke, the worst umpiring I've ever seen in my life. Actually, like, yeah, I heard that. It was horrific. Really? Gen- genuine cheating. Jeez. Like, but For, for Berrigan? Yeah, well, no, sorry, Ber- it was a final. Oh, final. Oh, shit, so, yeah. um, he can say this too. He used to hold a whistle. It was an elimination <laughs> final. Oh, no. So, like, and they'd played Denny, and they played Denny the week before. They beat him by 100 points. Yeah. And they had, like, a few players come back in like this fat as fuck full forward. Anyway, I don't know who the heck is. I was. I'm absolutely going to edit that out. <laughs> I hope he's listening. I wasn't here, but um, but then we were like tired at like quarter time, half time, and I'm like, this like it was absolutely disgraceful, really. But anyway, uh, didn't quite Moving get that on. result. There was so no... was that a no? You didn't watch this game? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. There was not much reception at Old Berrigan. If you've ever been there, it's not. Hell of a lot of uh, cell phone towers kicking around that place. No. All right. Onto the Swans versus the Suns. And the Suns look good early here. They had the chance to get it done, but uh, the Swans just far too good in the end. Fair enough. I didn't watch this game, so yeah, I've got nothing to input there. All right. Brisbane, Adelaide. I was there mm. uh, after Eagle Farm. Tell you what, Riley O'Brien is huge. Rob, yeah. He's, he's, a, big boy. he's a big boy, but. Um, Adelaide, I feel like, have had a better season and they should get a bit more reward for where they are in the ladder. I think that they've been in a lot of games, especially against Collingwood a couple of times. Yep. Brisbane here again, so they've lost a few there. But uh, Rory Laird, most touches. Thanks for coming. Uh, saved my day. So <laughs> that was fantastic to see. Good to see Crouch as well. Starting to get some game time now in the ones. Yeah. 33 touches. Yeah, well, he's starting to play a bit of a different brand of footy as well. He had five tackles to go with the 33. So uh, he's been good to watch. But um, in the end, yeah, like I said, Adelaide just not good enough. And Brisbane, uh, for the Gava, are uh, going to be very hard to beat. There you go. Lucky they play the grand final at the MCG. <laughs> yes. Well, it, if you're not a, if you're a Brisbane supporter. But uh, Carlton on to Melbourne next. And uh, I missed this game, but I watched it again on the replay and that last couple of minutes was frantic. Yeah, I didn't see it. But mm. um, I've seen the replay of the goal. Was it Petrarca? Yeah. Kicked it, yeah. yeah. Very Kicked hard to overturn that, though, because there's no guarantees either way. So what do you go with? My question would be whether it was touch or not. It was very hard to say. I don't think anyone's got the proper answer. But if you're reviewing a goal, and I'm not sure who it was, it's Marchbank gone up to touch it or something like that, has he? And then that Van Roy. Van Roy, yeah. He's actually gone. The reason he didn't get a full hand on it, easy as, is because he's been absolutely tackled when he's gone up to but he touched the ball yeah. and it this grinds my gears. But how is there so many marking infringements? You can't push, you can't like, you know, you gotta time your bumps, what angle you can time your bumps on, you can't restrict someone from going to take a pack mark twenty five out from goal, but then all of a sudden it goes to the goal line. And Down you the can window. <laughs> shepherd people, you can drill them. Like yeah. you can do whatever you want as long as it's in a meter of goal and there's a goal going in. Yeah. That uh, that's a good point. Big to pick question up. mark. Uh, no, <laughs> good. We love the chat. That's what we're here. We're sports nuffies. Yes, we are. Frio, Brisbane. Uh, sorry, Frio, West Coast. Wow. Mm. Yeah, we'll just move on quickly from that one, I reckon. Not that, too much to say. I think the retirements this week were pretty timely, I think. Yeah, I think so. They've gone past at West Coast, but still fascinating how they're that rubbish when they've had premiership players in that team. Uh, of course, they've had the injuries, but it is what it is. On to the Marination Station game now, and boy, was it so. Uh, Hawthorne versus the Doggies. Uh, we spoke about it a little bit earlier, but Bulldogs got off to a great start, and then Hawks, I think, kicked seven or eight in a row, and it was from there on. It was great. I loved it as an Essendon man, as it meant uh, Western Bulldogs lost ra- their round them on the ladder. Bit of uh, tradition come back into that game, though. In terms of the, there's a bit of a push and shove. No, a big man taking a kick out. Oh, that was good, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? I didn't and say three it. bounces. The fullbacks take the kick out. <laughs> yeah. Kick it long. <laughs> 
Tim English just got the ball with like, what was it, like a minute to go? Yeah, yeah, it was less than that, I reckon, something, yeah. Just says give it, oh, and he just barreled it out. Nah, he, he played on and <laughs> took, three, took bounces. three bounces, like running around the 50 and then just bombed it out. And like nearly got smothered, like he yeah. just fucking panicked and then kicked it to a three-on-one to Bailey Dale. Always give the hands off. <laughs> Don't put Ruckman in the chain, that's for sure. Like, don't let him kick out from full back unless they're just going to bomb it outside 50. Yeah, that, that's Running three bounces. So, audacious. If that goes, if that's, if that's what you're talking about, fine margins, winning, losing things. If the Bulldogs <laughs> finished ninth and they lost that game, like, you can probably go, oh, well, you shouldn't get too many to kick out from full back. Fair enough. Saints versus Richmond next. And St. Kilda have been. Very impressive. I reckon they haven't really proved themselves. They did at the start of the year, but then recently it was like, okay, they're going to finish 14th, 15th. You can see the drop-off, but that's a massive win over Richmond. Mm, had a bit of a speed bump there in the middle of the year, but winning's a habit. Yeah, and they'll probably play finals, I reckon. Yeah. The way they're looking, although yeah. their last two games. Tough. Geelong, Brisbane. Ooh, Brisbane yeah. up at the Gabba. They've got to prove themselves to make finals then. Yeah, oh. buddy, I hope they do, whereas Essendon's had North and West Coast. Yeah. If they well, win those it. two, though, you wouldn't want to run into them. Exactly right. Like Momentum. On, on form and confidence. Yep, mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, and the last game of the round, Port versus the Giants, and the Giants would be disappointed with that, I reckon. They've had a great run. Always a six-goal breeze, though. Yeah, there is always a six-goal. <laughs> He's been listening. He's been listening. I absolutely <laughs> butchered that goal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're at Marvel this week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, classic. Funny, though. Butters again, your man. Yep, as per Sneaky Charlie. Sneaky Charlie chance. When he polls, he gets threes. Yeah. That's the difference at the end of the day. Like, there's so many players like, yeah, um, Jack Steele from St. Kilda. He always polls twos and ones. That's why he's never won it. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Never been good enough. Yeah, and you need what? How many votes? 25 votes and you're in the top three? I reckon this year is going to be a different... 30s. I reckon this year's going to be high. Big, big numbers. Yeah. I reckon we're going to see top three, Dacos, Bont, and I wouldn't be surprised if Toby Green's up there as well. Over 27, you reckon? I don't know. Coniglio's had a good year too. Yeah, true. Yeah. True, but I'd love, I'd love to see Toby Green win a Brownlow. Yeah. That would be enormous. Get up there. Thanks, Gil. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Push him off the stage. Yeah. Oh, no I didn't way. want me to be here. <laughs> I ain't leaving. Petrarca's had a good year as well. Yeah. There's a few you could throw in there, but yeah, it'd be interesting now, especially with Dacos missing the last couple of games. So he could be in front by a little bit and then it's actually very interesting because he could be in front by a fair bit and then they chase him down yeah. and comes down to the last game. It'd and be you tight. know, if you know like, he's not going to pull. Yeah, six in front, yeah. few rounds to go and you're like, oh, well, he doesn't play here. What yeah. happens now? Like, exactly right. It's going to be a good count. When the Brownlow finishes at one in the morning like they usually have it, <laughs> yeah. they do 40 million presentations of nothing. Yes, exactly right. And then they've got some random bloke talk for about yeah. 25 minutes. You're like, who even is this? They've got Basil Zemplis' nose in the centrepiece of a table interviewing someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ratatouille. Yeah, I can't oh. wait for it. I uh, love it. I absolutely love Brownlow night. It's great. But that's about it from that aspect. Before we get into this week's tips, did you have another little segment? I did, and yeah, it's back um, after popular demand. I've had a lot of people send in messages asking where it was last week, but obviously I wasn't here. Could have done Harley's Heroes. He yes. could have snuck in. And actually, he's stiff not to get a um, a place in Hicksy's Heroes this week because I think he was really good last week for his first time. Yeah, he stepped up. He definitely was. better than us he, on my uh, first one, definitely. Yeah, he, he was a nervous wreck and he did a bloody good job. Yeah, he fitted in well. He lipped you off and lipped Collingwood off the whole time. So, yeah, you know, so he's settled in. Pitch a perfect pod. <laughs> but, yeah, this week's uh, Hicksy's Heroes, I was stiff not to put any of the Matildas in, but I think they're Australia's heroes at the moment. And, um, yeah, they're not so um, unsung. But I've gone – my first one's Isaac Smith. I just think um, he's had a stellar career. And, obviously, playing in that Hawks team with some of those big names, he might have gone a little bit under the radar there. And his last two grand finals, um, 2015, he had 23 and 3. And then, obviously, last year he had um, 32 and 3, getting the norm there. But – Little personal note as well for the hero. He um I got him at fifty one dollars for the norm, so yeah, he paid for the day there. He um I don't think if he didn't get that norm, he would get the recognition that he deserves. He obviously deserved the norm Smith and whatnot. And he was obviously a great player and he had won premierships, but yeah. he was always behind the other players. He's exactly. he's a gun. Yeah. Mm. For sure. And uh my second one actually, Shed put it in our group today, uh Nick Larkey, a little stat on him. He- 
Suva. He's been, he's been unreal for North this year and uh, he just needs five goals to beat Tony Lockett's record of most goals for a, a player in a team that's only won two games. Mm. So he's on 56 at the moment. Um, Lockett kicks 60. Um, but if they do win and there's three games, he needs 29 to beat Fev. Yeah. So Fev kicked 85 goals in a team that only won three games. Fev's stats are amazing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Amazing. If you like, go back and have a look at Fev's stats, as I said, three wins for the yeah. whole season and he would have kicked 80 goals. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, then, isn't it? Imagine if he was in a good side, eh? Oh. Yeah. I think there was like obviously country football, but like um, Brady Black, one of my close associates, he was uh, he's playing at Yarrawonga now and he was telling me they've got all like the names and numbers and the lockers, like as they go around the rooms, and you got to play 100 games to get on there. But they've put Fev on there, and he's played 63 games, and he's kicked 350 something goals. Yarrawonga, <laughs> <laughs> like I know country footy, and he was probably and not too far removed yeah. from AFL, but still, you got to kick him. Literally like everywhere that. he goes, he he's just a menace, wasn't he? Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, that's enough talk about Fev. Well done, Nick Larkey. My bad. So I'm getting back into the swing of it. Nick Larky's absolutely flat. He's like, right, we're going to get a big beef up here and then just take it over. So we apologize, Sue. And uh, my third inclusion this week in Hicksie's Heroes, it's a a local hero um, up at East East Gippsland. They're under 17s and a half. Peter Harrison kicked 42 goals in a game. 42 out of 43 goals. I did the see young that. Man. 42 goals. 42 goals, nine points as well. So oh. um, pretty straight shooting there. He was 20 goals behind the leader, goal kicker, coming into the last round, then just kicks 42 and wins it. Imagine that. That kid would have gone home going, I've just won the league. Oh, God. Just won the league, goal kicking, boys. Honestly, That's- what does it look like? What does the defense look like? That's my biggest question. You'd be surprised. Surely, surely they your- played, sorry, hadn't won a game all year either. The team they played, so they must have been shit. They kicked. Oh. They they got one point, but surely so it would have been, would have been I, all I'm picturing is a tap down, kick forward, mark yeah. goal. Surely you got one kid with a bit of anything about him. Yeah, and just say sit, sit in the pocket. Let him kick twenty on you. Yeah, not forty two. <laughs> forty two. Imagine going home to mum and dad. How'd you go? They kicked. Oh, my opponent kicked forty two goals. <laughs> no, my opponent had fifty one touches. Yeah. Forty two of those were goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well done, Peter. Well Imagine done, if these kids are listening to this going, you boys are the biggest assholes. <laughs> so, come join us in the com box, mate. Yeah, your career's not going anywhere. Yeah. Casper. <laughs> oh, unbelievable scenes. So, there we go. That's Hixie's Heroes for this week. Radio. Before we get again into this week's tips, because everyone likes the tips on it, uh, go back to the old segment of King of the Hill. And uh, this week, the king of the hill, for both of you boys, you can discuss it, the hill. So the king of the hill is actually people named Hill. That's what I've gone for this <laughs> like week. It. Don't mind it. Jeez, so, many, it? Stephen Hill or Brad Hill? I think prime. Stephen's good. Yeah, I know. But Brad. Longevity, Brad. I'll let you have the final call on it. We'll go Brad. Yep. Lock in Brad. Okay. Brad Hill or Grant Hill? The old Pistons basketballer. basketballer. Grant Hill's another one of those major underrated players, but I think he got closer to the best than what Bradley Hill did. Yep, we'll take you on that because I don't know who Grant Hill is. But Grant Hill or Tyreek Hill? Grant Hill. Really? I think so. Tyreek Hill? I don't know. I think there's a lot of hate out there probably for that comment, but no, that's fair enough. Grant Hill or David Hill? I knew that was coming. I absolutely knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and to finish it off, David Hill or Zach Merritt Hill? <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough of that for this week. So we'll... David Hill won that, obviously? Yeah, David Hill won that. Yeah. That, was a, that was actually a tough one. But, yeah, Grant Hill, majorly, majorly underrated. Yeah. Why did you come to players named Hill? How did that come about? <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like, I need to come up with a segment. It's so random. And I just seen it, I'm like, I was like Brad Hill, Stephen Hill. I'm like, right, I got one. That'll do. <laughs> Don't mind it. As soon as you said Hill, I'm like, he's going to bring up that Essendon guy. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. David. I love it. All right, this week's tips, a massive game for Friday night here, boys. Uh, and remember, for your tips this week, you have a lot. Have we told Chad, Chad about this? Well, might as well do it. Just remind the viewers. Remind the well. viewers out Listen. there. So you do your tips as per usual, give your margins and whatnot. 
and you can either do it throughout or give it at the end. You've got to give one lock for the week, and if that lock loses, you owe a 60 to the group for the uh, Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you get your smoky right, you can erase that six-pack. Right. So first in best dress, though, can't double up. That's a new rule. There we go. <laughs> we just brought it in. New rule. I like it. Okay. Collingwood versus Brisbane. Who we got, boys? And uh, for the Dame Beams Cup. Oof. Nice. I like that. I'm all for these. Mel Michael Cup. Oh, we're obviously going to go the Pies. Um, got a few out, though. Moore and Dugowie and Bobby Hill. But uh, debutante Jacob Ryan's coming in. So, yeah, I think I think the Pies win this. I'm going to take Brisbane. They always play well against Collingwood. Yeah, and I think that MCG. Is that Marvel? Oh, okay. <laughs> six goal breeze. Six goal breeze. Port Adelaide power, six goal breeze at Marvel. I think Brisbane can really get a hold of that. Yeah, exactly right. It's a it's an unknown rule in the AFL. There you go. That might actually help Brisbane out because the Gabbas you would have seen on the weekend, a little bit smaller um, of space. Would you say that? I think it's a little bit smaller uh, than the MCG. MCG is quite think, large. I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. Couldn't see the game in the state you were in? No, no. It's just my seat. I just had a, I just had a terrible seat. No, I would say I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I reckon Marvel feels bigger, right? We had this conversation on the weekend, but the Gabba capacity-wise is bigger. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So it was 55,000, I believe, the Gabba was, and Marvel's like 53. Is it? I thought Marvel was in the 60s. So they're oh. quite similar, but... Hey, I got fed this information, so if I am wrong along the line, so yeah, right. Well, I guess with a bit of an open roof and things like that, might potential. So, who who are you tipping? Yeah, <laughs> off topic yet again. Old tangent shit. So, Bris- <laughs> yeah. Bridget, Brisbane for me, and I'll take Brisbane as well. I like it. All right, Richmond versus North Melbourne for the Robin Nahas Cup. Uh, shit, that was mine. Or <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Tarrant. Aaron, Aaron, was Aaron Edwards one? Yes, I think he was. Yep. Aaron, Aaron Edwards. Edwards. Right. Coleman Jones as well. Yep. Who are we tipping in this one, boys? I think the Tigers win this in Trent Cotchin's last game. Oh, so he's pulling up straight away. I think so, yeah. This is his last one. And Rewalt the same? I'm not sure about Rewalt, actually. He'd won his goal. own game. He'd won his own game. But he's going up against Shimboner of the Millennium, Jack Zeebel. That is true. Is his last game as well. He is probably, it? Oh. He's... This is it for him, even though he retired a while ago. He yeah. said at season's end, but then I think he said. Um, well, they're going to Perth next week and don't want to make a trip. Probably, yeah. something like that. Smart. So, I like it. But even oh, though you, oh. you say, oh, no, I'm getting another one of those yeah, Perth trips yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be the emergency and I'm going to go to large. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tip Richmond pretty comfortably, I think. Yeah, I will as well, but I'll go north as me smoky. Ooh. I like it. Nice. I like it. So, I got, I was Richmond has been not going that well. I got a smoky in this one. Um, Jack Rewalt first goal as well because of his stat. I like that smoky. Yeah. Are we allowed to do that as well? Doesn't have to be a result. Can be anything, can't you? It is now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this I game. Like this game evolved. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> okay. <like it. laughs> if they, if the listeners think that we had this down pat and there's like literally terms and conditions for this competition. Yeah. It's evolved. Yeah, I'm going to go the first bounce to be recalled. <laughs> hey, if you want to do that, if you want to do that for a certain game, you can do it. Actually, it's my lock. <laughs> I'll be watching this game now. Yeah, well, we'll be too. Um, Radio on to Gold Coast versus Carlton now, and I've got Adam Sard as my uh, cup. I've got a low-hanging fruit, Daniel Gorringe. Yep. What's nice. his name? The big fella, biceps McGee, can't kick but can contest a mark. What's his name? Casbolt. 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 Yes. You just described him very descriptively there. I gets, like that. Gets in. <laughs> I'm going to take Gold Coast as my smokey this week on this one. Nice. I like that. Any reason behind it? Or just going to? I'd just love to see Carlton capitulate. I'm on the bandwagon. Oh, on the bandwagon. I'm do, on. Do you reckon uh, Mackay coming back in disturbs the run a bit? Or... I did hear you say that the other week, but. So Carlton's can still miss. They lose to Gold Coast and they lose to Giants. They can still technically miss. Corker. Sons. His big tip. Yes, exactly. It could come to fruition. That's why I reckon Gold Coast upset 
would be enormous. <laughs> so you're wanting it to happen. I would love to see it happen. I was with Lottie at the pub last year, the host of the SC Lottery, and it was literally like that scene on The Simpsons where Ralph William gets his heart broken <laughs> by Lisa, and he's like, oh, oh. It was unbelievable. And I was with Corker, and I was absolutely fucking giving it to him at three <laughs> Use that fucking shit. He's like, done. And then he absolutely got in my face. <laughs> Don't buy me. I love it. Uh, I'll jump on the Suns bag bandwagon too, just um, yeah, for Corker. No. Taking blues. All righty. On to the James Stewart Cup now. And Dylan Shield. Yep. Didn't know I had a D on the end, but yep. Devin Smith. Devin Smith is one. Yeah. That's enough out of that. Will Setterfield. Andrew Phillips. Yep. Beautiful. Is Giants the easiest one to do? Oh, they've got so many. Yeah. yeah. Giants club. between Giants and Carlton is massive too. Yeah. Yeah, Giants because they just go there for two years and then Factory. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to take – I'm going to go the Dons, I reckon. This year. But massive ins this week. Yeah, they do actually. Look at that. Draper, Ooh. Stringer, Shield, Caldwell. Oh. Yeah. Couple of. Not going to be enough for me. Giants. <laughs> Giants. <laughs> oh, that's very well. uh, Giant Stadium, though, is a 10-goal breeze. Yeah, because one of them doesn't have a stand at the end of it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. It's like a tunnel. Uh, what about you? I'm I'm going to go Dons as well. Nah, Giants for me. Fair I think enough. they're just going to – they're gritting it out. They're being impressive, so. All right, we're going to move on to the next game is uh, St. Kilda versus Geelong. And that is – is that at Marvel? Yep, that yep, is at Marvel. Is. All right. Um, it is correct. Jack Stephen Cup. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Did he? Did he? Yeah, he played. He did. Yeah, yeah. he played. Yeah. I've got no one else off the top of my head. Reese Stanley. Reese. Yes. That's about it. Yeah, no. Stephen King. Yes. Stephen King. We're on fire Beautiful. here. All right. Who are we chipping in this one? Hawkins back in for Cats, I reckon. Cats get up. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go cats as well, but I wouldn't mind seeing some. I've got a bit of a soft soft spot for them there. Cats, is, cats win this one for me, but yeah, I'm the same as you. All right, Adelaide St Kilda next. Uh, no, St Kilda can't play twice. It's uh, Sydney. Adelaide Sydney. My apologies. At the Adelaide Oval, six goal breeze. No, no, not at, not at Adelaide games. No. Only at Port Adelaide. Oh. Yeah, it's only Port Adelaide. <laughs> Every second week there's a big win there. They've got an experienced curator that knows how to get the wind right up. Cuts the grass at a different angle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. Um, I'm going to say Adelaide wins this. I really like what I saw last week. They had a couple of injuries though. But I like what I see. Yeah, I'm going to go Adelaide as well actually. Nice. And I'll take the Swans just to just up a little bit. All right, moving on to the Marination Station now, the Sunday game that no one cares about, and it is the Josh Hill Cup. Played for both sides. Yeah, he did. That's the only one I've got too. No, I've got nothing there. Where was Josh Hill in the King of the Hill? Yeah, Josh Hill. <laughs> I'm just absolutely throwing myself under the bus I'm, I'm taking him over Grand Hill, actually. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies to Josh. He's an avid listener. Is there a rule in this uh, lock thing that you can't go against West Coast for your lock? No, uh, because I locked Essendon against them. Only one by point. Hey, so Bulldogs, watch it. <laughs> Bulldogs lost the Hawks last week. They can't lose to West Coast. Uh, Surely. I'm going to just have a look at what have we got left. No, I'll just take the dogs. I'm not going to use my lock. Nice. Nice. I'll, I'll do the same. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, I'll go the dogs. No one's given a lock yet. Yeah, we might. I'll go through it at the end, possibly, because I might have to backtrack. That's fine. I'll I'll start the next game off, Melbourne versus Hawks, and I'm going to lock Melbourne in. Oh, the Hawks have been impressive. Yeah, I know, but uh, D's need to start showing a bit, and they should smoke the Hawks. Nice. Yep. I like it. Um, in saying that, I'm going to dip Melbourne as well. Yep. And I'll follow you in. Ready. All right. On to the last game, Frio versus Port now. I believe one of the Carr brothers played for both. Josh. Correct. Josh Carr. Um, and I am going to lock in Port this week. Son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> so uh, Shed is locking in the, the the ball up at the start, getting stuffed up. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go Port on this one. Uh, yeah, I think there'll be too much for the Dockers. But even so, the Dockers obviously were impressive last week. You don't have to, got to play good football to win by 100 points in the AFL. Exactly but, right. Yeah, there's not much to play for there for the Dockers, but see how we go. Port need that win. Yep, and I'll go Port as well. 
Lovely. All right. We're going to go to a break now and then get into the votes in the quiz. Before I get into the quiz, Hixie is going to give his votes for this week, and, geez, I'm keen to hear him. All right. Let's uh, get into the MVP votes. One vote. I've gone for Sydney. Um, they were 15th coming in uh, after round 17, sorry, and now they're into seventh, uh, five in a row. So I think that's um, pretty good there, and Harley will be happy with that. Uh, two votes. I've gone for Carlton. Obviously, they're on um, a big win streak there, and they, they only had four wins um, after round 13, and now they're sitting fifth. So that's a good second half of the year for them. Running hot. And, of course, three votes in the MVP has to go to the Matildas, of course, after what they've done. Uh, playing tonight, actually, so uh, hopefully they get the chockies there and we all get a public holiday. Be very nice. Absolutely. And now on to our favourite fraud awards. One vote, I've gone Lim, uh, Liz Cambage. Mm. Absolute spanner of a human. Um, obviously, all the drama about her when they played Nigeria, and now she wants to represent Nigeria. So um, she's yeah, a bit of a pelican. Two votes, I've gone for the AFL umpires, um, just because of Geelong, um, Jeremy Cameron, when he was stepped over the line. If you haven't seen it, have a look. Um, the Traka one there as well that we spoke that's about. That's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's been a few there. So um, the AFL umpires need to tighten up there. And three votes has to go to West Coast. Another 100-point loss, their fifth of the year. Wow. And they have an average losing margin of 63. So, um, yeah, they've had a terrible year and um, they're climbing up the fraud votes actually very quickly. So they'll be happy to see the last couple of games gone. You don't want that award, do you? No, not at all. Yeah, it'd be hard to give it to Luke Shuey going, oh, I know you've retired, mate, but here's a fraud award for the year as well. He <laughs> sure will be, love it. He'll be that flat. So the West Coast Best and Ferris is called this year, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're hosting it, I believe. Um, all right, let's get into the quiz now. Shed's back. Hixie, I guess, is back, but we'll find out after this quiz. All right. Name's your buzz up. The point's worth a point, let's state it otherwise. You ready to go? Yep. yep. Let's go. Question one. Who did Spain beat to make the Women's World Cup final? Shed. Switzerland. Incorrect. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> oh, ben. madam. Sweden? Yeah, it is Sweden. Oh, oh he, he went for the accent over the execution. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Switzerland. Show you what, Roger Ferrer was. straight one on the first <laughs> ball there. Oh, God. Okay. You're, you're okay. wearing the glove, mate. Oh, yeah. Question two. Name the other three podcasts that are under Sports Confidential. Shed. From the spot. Um, do you include this one? No. Nah. Uh, the Lottery. Yep. And Tailgate. I see Tailgate. Yes, that is correct. Uh, it's Tailgate Talk, but I'll allow it for now. But just a nice little plug there. But well done. So he's back on the board. It's one all. Should be 2 nil if you're looking at Shed's face right now. But you're not. It's audio. All right, question three. Name the two teams in last year's Super Bowl. Bonus for halftime act. Shed. I'm going to go. It was Kansas City and the... Philadelphia Eagles, and the halftime act was Rihanna. Correct. Pregnant AF. There we go. So that is 3-1 Shed's way. He's coming back. All right. Question four. Closest to the pin, what is West Coast percentage? Shed. 56. 50. Did you? You just looked at it. Huh? Yeah, go on. Hicksie's right. It is 50.6. Yeah. All right. Question five. What year did the movie Longest Yard release? Is this the closest to the pin as well, or is it a multiple guess? Multiple guess. All right. I'll go 2006. 2004? Try again, boys. 2005? Correct. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the way he looked, I'm like, that's, that's got to be, be it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was sick. no point in continuing that one. But Shed moves on again. That's 4-1. Four, 4-2. Four, two. Four, two. Question six. Who is top of the NRL ladder? Shed Broncos. Incorrect. Ben Penrith? Correct. Oh, God. Yes. That's a, well, that way. Is a fucking fumble. That's a fumble and a half if I've ever Broncos seen. Broncos have been on top like the whole year though, haven't they? No, Panthers have always been on top, unless it's probably from no, halfway through early, the year. Yeah, early on, I think Broncos are. Bron- uh, Panthers have been on top for a while. So welcome back to the country, mate. 4-3. Okay. Um, you're still leading somehow. Mm. Uh, okay, question seven. What did R- Roberto Firmino recently do for his new Saudi team? Um, I'm going to say, because I think Ben's just going to leave this one alone. He, did he record something in his that language or whatever? Incorrect. Uh, ben, did he score a goal for him? 
Incorrect. <laughs> he scored a hat trick. Oh. So you were very close. Technically, he did score a goal for him, but he scored that three of them, the and that was the question. Well, there you go. And the commentators were in their language, so pretty close, even. Yep. We like it. <laughs> okay. No one got the answer to that one. Four, three, still remains. Question eight. Name a team that is no longer in the AFL. Ben. God damn it. Uh, university. Correct. I like it. <laughs> I was thinking Brisbane Bears. Yeah. Like <laughs> university. That's, you've gone right back just to be safe because yeah. if I said Fitzroy, it's like, oh, loophole. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I like it. Nailed it. Four all. Going into question nine. Cheers. Who does Joe Ingalls now play for Jed in the NBA? Orlando Magic. Correct. I didn't get the question out. Jeez. I'm hot, baby. He's firing. 5-4 going into the thing. last. All right. The last question is worth 26 points. <laughs> New ones gave me. It's worth one point. We'll go to a super question. Question 10. How many draws in the AFL have we had this year? Jed, three. Ben, two. Incorrect. Hixie gets it. Yes. We go to a super quiz. Have you got a question? Yeah, we'll be back after this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shed, we, we were just speaking about how Shed yelled out every question and then just went, oh, had no idea what to respond with it. But we've got the super question now. I don't know. I'll get my phone. I didn't even write it down. I said confident I am in this one, boys. So what year did Simon Black win his brown line? Shed, 2001. Incorrect. <laughs> Fumble. Ben, 2002. He's correct. Oh, He's done it again. He's done it again. Oh, it again. The shed lickers just gone. <laughs> Absolutely hell for yeah. hand on that buzzer. Next week, he's going to have to do a little bit of review work and just say, do I need to go that early? Have a think. I'll be back on Australian time next week. Yeah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> I've never seen someone fumble a quiz <laughs> like that ever. I'm happy with it. Unbelievable. Well done, Hixie. Um, anything else to add, boys, before we go? No, it's been really good to be back. Great to be back. Has been. It's good to see Shed back here. Best episode ever. Top Unreal. 71. Top 71 for sure. All right, boys. See you next week. Yeah. Bye.